My safe word will be whiskey. Sorry, Rod, what was that? Whiskey. This is Steve from the Lost in Translation podcast uh, here with the boys, Travis, talking to the mic you're gracefully holding with your hand to get. I, I, I didn't know if you were going to, I didn't know if you were going to introduce us one at a time or if you were going through the boys. I didn't know your game plan there. You're, so stuck, I you're stuck on my screen is like the I don't know. You're like the only person I can see right now for some reason. So <laughs> well, that's why I went to you first. I'm the least important person in this episode, but I'm glad that I'm there for you. I am. I'm pre pre sipping a uh, little two stacks dram in a can to warm up the palate. Oh, uh, it felt like it was appropriate for today's reviews. I like it, Sean and Sean. How are you guys doing? Hey, it's Sean and Sean. <laughs> doing good. Yeah, doing good. Well, it's glad to be back. After yeah, a few episodes. Um, today we are we're going to be talking Sean's Sean's love language. Um, he's been he he pretty much bugs us every day. Every morning he wakes up, he bugs us and says he wants to do an Irish episode. If if he had his way, it would be an Irish whiskey podcast. But he very rarely gets his way besides on the grind my mouth session so um but i am gonna let sean do most of the talking because he knows the most about irish so take it away from here sean i'm just gonna drink and enjoy myself awesome thanks very much it's uh i missed a couple episodes so it's glad to be back and you uh welcome to me back with an irish episode so here we go uh we'll just that's how much we love you we to to be honest we felt that after we grinded a full episode of of malts on you that we felt giving you an irish episode was the only way to say we're sorry i love i love i love how we we totally we like that i can't believe for one thing sean you missed the fact that you were the first person he posted <laughs> his love about in that entire yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Instead, we sat there and chat on him. Yeah, I got uh, a I got a text from my wife. After you just that. got an alt. You basically we basically yeah. just thought you got some sort of honorable mention, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife pointed it out to me after she's like, "I heard you say that in the episode," and I was <laughs> deeply disappointed in you. It's like, oh yeah. shit. It's funny because I was listening to it while I was outside at minus 40 at 3.30 in the morning waiting for the bus to go to site and like laughing. And people are like, this guy's <laughs> fucking nuts. It's minus 40 at 3 in the morning. He's <laughs> laughing his ass off. And as soon as that part came up, I got on the bus and I quickly, like as I was listening, scrolled through the to my page. I'm like, what the fuck? It's right there. <laughs> that is awesome. All right. Just to be clear, I got a post on the friendship week <laughs> the first thank, post. thank you sean for being so thoughtful you, you started it you're the one that yeah. like spawned the entire week you were it was your guys's friendship was the reason why you oh, felt like man. you needed to let everybody else know so i hope you feel really bad <laughs> and, and now and now i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and find out what day i was because now i'm questioning everything <laughs> you should you should question everything yeah, but then you'll realize you're wrong and be embarrassed forever on the internet. <laughs> and considering the, and considering how long Sean Kincaid and I have been podcasting together and and doing tastings together and stuff, I'm surprised I didn't get the first of the week. Now I'm actually kind of pissed off too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do. I piss people off and talk about Irish whiskey. Speaking of, 
So yeah, we're gonna go through quick, fairly quickly, some uh, new release Irish whiskeys in our market. Um, one is a classic Irish blend. The next three are all single malts. One is a Bush Mills, which uh, is a ten-year cognac finish. It's part of the Causeway collection that they've released in the past couple of years. The uh, the blend is a Dunville's blend. Uh, the third one is a Temple Bar um, whiskey, 14 years, finished in Malbec, which is really cool. And then we'll, we'll close it off with the Dunville's VRPX 12-year. And these are all available still in our market right now. Uh, I know I saw, I've seen all three, all four of them in the past couple days, so they are still available. Well, can you, can you repeat the order? Sorry, I lost my attention when you said Irish whiskey. <laughs> Dunville's 1808 first. <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh. I got him. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just having some fun with you, Sean. Dick. Uh, All right, so Dick. <laughs> uh, we'll start it off with the Dunville's 1808. Um, the Spirit of Belfast. So it's cool because there is a couple companies that have revived brands that were popular in the 1800s from belfast and this is one of them um this bottle is pretty cool white label lots of writing turn it sideways there's a picture of the dunville's uh warehouse and it was a mural but yeah it gives a little information so um on 11th of october 1808 in the city of belfast dunville's irish whiskey was born Hence the name of this blend is 1808. It is a modern blend of pot still malt grain whiskeys aged in ex-bourbon American oak casks. So and these are all in the in the market right now. Yeah. Available. Yeah. yeah. It's very fair in color. It's it's like it looks like a white wine. Yeah, I think I've read that it's five to seven year old. But it could be a little less. I know the pot still that they use is actually from Ecklinville Distillery. Does, which is, does it say whether it's a uh, first fill or second fill bourbon? No, it just says quality ex bourbon American oak casks. Okay, so it might it might even be a second fill ex bourbon maybe. Yeah, because usually the first fill bourbons pull pull some decent color into uh, yeah into a whiskey. But yeah, who knows? Let's let's just get into it. Yeah. Uh, while you guys are nosing and sipping, Sean, did you, it says distillers, blenders, and bottlers on the, is this all source stuff? Is this their stuff? Do you know? My guess is that the grain and single malt, for sure the single malt, but I think the grain and uh, malt is sourced. And then the pot still, I, again, I'm thinking back to when this came out. I do believe this is the first release that Ecklinville has done where they use some of their own pot still. So, I mean, if they're using pot still, that is malt and unmalted barley. So, um, yeah. but I do think some of this is stored is sourced for sure. But, but Dumbville's always usually has sourced. Yeah. So like, right? the, like they, the discontinued 10 year and then the 12 year, that's all sourced for all sure. All sourced. Yeah. yeah. Just, it's good to know because it's obviously a history of sourcing and blending, and it's it's good to know with with each of these bottles what you're getting. Sorry, back to the nose and stuff. what's the what's the price point on this bottle? I believe between fifty and sixty bucks. Yeah, 
it actually kind of tastes to me and noses to me a little bit like like the Dramina can, to be completely honest. It's got a very similar sort of profile, does it not? Yeah, and that's that's it does, yeah. It that's gonna be like a direct competitor is the bottles of that uh two stacks. They're gonna be priced similar and they are gonna be very similar to um in stock. Yeah, this one is not very good at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's listen. It's, uh, it's okay to say it's good, that. Actually, it's it's a it's a night like for if you want to think about value. Yeah, it like fifty fifty five bucks for something like this is 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 money in my eyes. It's okay to say that you don't like it, but you have to explain why you don't like it. Yeah, yeah. No, it's just a shit whiskey. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> no, it's I've I've always enjoyed Dunville's spirit. Um, it's cool to see them back in in the market honestly it's been it's been a little while i've been surviving off the odd little sample and then bottles that that sean has had so this is uh this is cool it's a, a resurgence for them yeah i quite like this actually yeah it's you know, for fresh, entry level fresh in like, character yeah this is something that you're gonna yeah. start start off a night or start off a tasting with and like traps absolutely what your are just like we're doing right now yeah yeah like i think you get a little bit of that grain influence, but it's not bad in any way. Like no, it just no. kind of brightens it up a bit. I think yeah, this it's is not like off, a, it's not off putting. It, yeah. it just adds a little brightness. Exactly. Um, Could replace wanna, the Jamesons on the shelf. I think I would drink. That's what everybody's yeah. trying to do with these yeah. with these blends coming into the sorry these younger kind of Irish whiskeys. They're all trying to compete with like Jameson sets the standard. I think in this in this class don't you think sean well i mean jameson's just again sales standard maybe not whiskey standard but sales yeah Yeah, it goes back to like Redbreast. everybody knows Redbreast and thinks of it i mean this is going to get into where i'm going with the malt later on Uh um jameson like did you say malt Malt grind. (laughs) we're Um, not ready No, but Jameson, like, single-handedly saved Irish whiskey sales in the U.S. So, like, we're all forever indebted to Jameson for doing that. But Yeah, absolutely. I mean, regular Jameson is half the price of this. So, really, if you're going to compare price versus quality, I would expect this to be a little bit higher quality than the Jameson. Don't get me wrong. I will grab a Jameson at a bar if that's all it is there and yeah there's nothing wrong with james no it does its job perfectly well now jameson has that new what do they call it black bottle proof coming in at 50 percent. yeah yeah i really want to try that and see what it is because the black bottle alone is a step up from regular jameson and now if they're going to release it at 50 percent, and that's you know again another malt grind topic with irish but they're generally viewed as being low another yeah, <laughs> they're generally seen as being low ABV, and yeah. a lot of people with their next dram, that's why they knock Bushmills is because Bushmills re- releases most of their stuff at forty three percent, even their twenty one year old. Yeah, but now Bushmills, I, I'm thinking, has seen the light, and with the resurgence of Irish as a whole air like genre of whiskey, they are coming out with higher end stuff at higher ABVs. So. Yeah, they, but they have to right like it's yeah. it's all about staying relevant with every drinker right yeah. you got you got to produce something for everyone and and like a this the this new jameson that's coming out 
with a higher ABV, right? It's going to be a Jameson I put in a Glen Carn instead of in a shot glass, which is they they right they need to appeal to that as well. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, we'll see what else Middleton comes up with, but for the most part, they've kind of stuck to what they're known for, and they're going to fall behind in you know at more than the average Irish drinker's eyes. But anyways, let's get into this next one. Is this, uh, I'm just going to say where this separates itself for me from Jameson is the mouthfeel mm-hmm. and the cream. Mm-hmm. There's like a creaminess to it. Um, but there's texture to this that you do not get with Jameson's that I would pay extra for. Yeah. I'm loving the, just, I would, I would drink this as a pre-dinner dram for sure. You know what this, like, uh, like when I said, run out of two stacks, the mouthfeel for this one reminds me of, or like, the drinkability of it reminds me of when I t- when we talked about the Eau Claire. Like this bottle, you could just sit around, just keep pouring, and people keep hanging out and chatting. And like before you know it, it's empty because everyone's just having a good time. And the focus is not on the whiskey, it's on the company. And that's like a perfect bottle for that. Totally yeah. agree. Yeah, this is this is one that you're gonna you're not gonna sit around and like analyze for an hour. You're gonna sit there, it, have a conversation. And pass the bottle around, fill fill your glass, and over and yeah, over. Yeah, we we spent about twelve minutes on it. So yeah, I was, I was just gonna say, remember how we said we we're gonna rip through this episode and do four quick little reviews, yeah. and we've spent it's the a, longest time on the first whiskey. I know, no, nobody nobody wants you to sit and yeah, repeat the same thing over and over again when you're reviewing a whiskey, which is a common mistake I think that, that reviewers do. So let's move on to the next one. All right, so the next one, next is, one is is cool. Yeah, this, this is, is one I've been waiting a long time for. Uh, it's Bushmills 10-year single malt, and it's from the Causeway Collection, which is kind of their higher-end uh, cask finish releases, and this is the first one we've got in Canada, and it's finished in cognac casks, which is really cool. It's something that um, Irish whiskey's kind of leaning towards. There's quite a few, well, not, there's a handful of different releases uh, that have used cognac casks, and with Irish whiskey, I find that it pairs beautifully with it the nose on this is incredible yeah that's the first thing so the first time i tried this was in vancouver and it was like 10 degrees right on right off the water i was freezing and the nose just like grabbed me instantly do you like i saw the price of this and i immediately thought wow i hadn't tried it yet but 76 dollars for a 10 year old irish whiskey finished in cognac cast i thought it was gonna be a hundred dollar bottle for sure i um, i too was shocked when i saw the price when it came out of mm-hmm. i didn't i didn't it surprised me in a very good way do you did you like when all these new irish whiskeys landed like pretty much within a 10 day span like do you have to call your credit card company to give them a heads up or how does that how does that work sean i just <laughs> i have the irish release news sent right to visa so they know they know ahead of time. Yeah. How about your how about, how about your wife? Do you send her the news as well? Flowers. She gets flowers. Yeah. She just yeah. realizes that there's four more like case sized boxes in the den. I came home from work uh, this week and they were all stacked up nice and neat. I was like, oh, thanks. I bought two of the new releases and I was like, oof, that was a tough Irish month. I can't even imagine. It's a tough Irish six months. Yeah. 
<laughs> I'll tell a story about the next one when we get to it, but yeah. Um, so yeah, this Bushmills, it's been a long time coming. Um, the Bushmills Canada reps at Proximo, they have been touting this. It was supposed to be here in time for us to include it in the Irish tasting at the beginning of October, and it just got here now, first week of December. So there goes the uh, the old shipping issues, but... It, like all Bushmills uh, age statements, matured in Oloroso sherry and bourbon, and then they finish it in cognac. So I won't read their distillery tasting notes. We can make up our own. It's it is it is good. Like it's got a it's got a great mouthfeel on it. It's got it's got a nose that you can s- stick your whole schnoz down into the glass, and like it's. It is not abrasive at all. It's like butterscotchy. It's like there's there's a lot to love about this, and that's like when I when I posted it, uh, I think it was earlier this week. I I, I said straight up that I'm, this is like maybe front runner for my for the best my best value dram of of this year. Like it just blew me away right off the bat, and like for seventy dollars, give me a like give me a break, <laughs> really. Yeah. And really, like, you get the Bushmills Irish single malt, a um, little bit of spice. I think the cognac even brings out, like, even more of the sweetness that Bushmills is known for. But if you mm-hmm. compare this to the to the regular Bushmills 10, uh, like, it doesn't even compare. That cognac just changes it so much. And it's, I don't know. To me, it's, it, yeah, again, I was happily surprised when this finally landed and... I have drank a lot of it. Next, we just need to get some of the higher-aged causeways. Those those things look crazy. Yeah, so they just released a 28-year or 27-year all bourbon. All bourbon uh, mature. Yeah, that would be awesome. They have like a Malaga cask one, um, like some weird sherry Madeira ones and stuff. Yeah, it's... If we can get one, even one a year, I'd be stoked on that. Like one bottle for you? No, like one release. <laughs> 18 bottles for me. Do you guys find this uh, a little bit drying on the finish? Yeah, a bit like, like on a the, surprising like a very tail end of the finish. Yeah, like a, I, I wasn't expecting that from it, but not. it's not a bad thing at all. It's just something I picked up. Yeah, and, and like cognac to me isn't very drying, so it's yeah. it's kind of weird that way. But I mean, again, this goes to the mouthfeel. It just yeah, oh, beautiful, beautiful. Sean McCalder, how's the journey? The journey is like <laughs> the journey is like 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 rolling over the foothills, and at the oh. top you have some low lying clouds of white pepper spice, and then it fades away into a drier land <laughs> where you get that drying note. So you're basically you're rolling out of the foothills across the southern prairies into like Drumheller. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Or, or like along Cowboy Trail or something. Yeah. 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 We need a, we need a new segment uh, intro and it's, Journeys. it's called Sean McCalder. Journey. The journey. The journey. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to say this. At 46% alcohol, Oloroso Sherry, Cognac Cast, there's no doubt in my mind this would be my one of my top value whiskeys of the year. You think about other whiskeys in this price point range, 
it, this is this is really i this is i'd it's buy good. another of this it's a winner it's yeah. so good yeah no it's uh yeah it's a winner and uh, we, again to packaging i'm going to talk about packaging a lot this episode but it's like a black tin um can it's slick which yeah and yeah. it looks nothing like the other bushmills so it stands out and they did a wicked job obviously like i said before bushmills is now trying to up their game towards the more experienced higher end drinkers and with this causeway series they're doing it they have some that are cast strength they you know i don't think any are released under 46% so it is again like a lot of people pick on bushmills especially for releasing at such low abvs and this one just at 46 ups the game big time and just considering the sheer volume of spirit and whiskey that 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 distillery is like putting out they've got to have some it like they've got to have some crazy age stock they've got to have stock like whiskey in every kind of barrel imaginable i can imagine so it'll be i think the, probably the next 10 years will be probably the most interesting years for for a brand like bushmills and again it goes back to the renaissance of irish whiskey for the longest time you had bushmills and middleton as the only distilleries so they were able to do whatever they wanted because that's all you had for yeah. sure and it's the yeah the resurgence and the all these all these like new brands bottlers distilleries craft like it's it's forcing them to to be different and to modernize and be innovative which is that that the whole idea behind it which it's it's fun to see them actually react to it though because some brands don't always react to it properly yeah exactly and like i mean you you have distilleries in ireland that are starting up that are only going to do peated whiskey which is insane because most people only think of one irish whiskey that's peated and it's you know it's a fairly light peat so these are going to be you know 50 60 ppm kind of they're going to use irish peat so it'll be different than, you know, like an Isla, cool. Isla, but yeah, I'm very interested to see some of that stuff come out and they should like, they should compete to, to compete against the, the Scottish brands. They should come up with a, a name similar to Isla, <laughs> be like Isla, I or Eile, <laughs> just cause we all know the, the, the rivalry that that spans across that kind like across the uk and spell it England spell it Scotland. really weird so everyone just says is lay so <laughs> yes like or a, just like, yeah english the heck out of it <laughs> yeah, well that goes brings us literally into the next bottle that we're gonna do and that's the temple bar 14 year malbec this Arch- one's an unknown for a lot of people yeah, yeah. well it wasn't for me <laughs> And well, we know you. Yeah. What is Temple Bar, Sean? I, I, I Googled it, and I, it brought me to, like, an actual bar. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Temple Bar yeah. is a bar. It's in the tourist-heavy center of Dublin. It's probably the, one of the most famous bars in Ireland. Um, it is tourist-driven. So this is the bar that you're paying 8 euros for a pint of Guinness. and Damn. Yeah. We were told... The cab driver that drove us downtown, he's like, stay away from the temple bar. Take your pictures, but don't go inside. And I was like, okay. And we did. We took pictures. And it, like, if you have seen the packaging on this, 
which is insane. The bar itself is very, very colorful on the outside. Yeah, a little gaudy almost. Yeah, it stands out, but it's in an area where you're allowed to drink outside. So usually, like when we were there, there was 100 people outside all rowdy and drinking in the street. Little alleyway, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, this is definitely, um, it's sourced. There is no Temple Bar Distillery, <laughs> unfortunately. But the cool thing about this is the Temple Bar itself, one of the people that works there is Argentinian. And so um, his name is Roberto Appendino. Uh, could you please repeat that? Robert, yeah, can you Roberto Appendino. That was pretty good. That was well done. Roberto. <laughs> so um, he's one of the top whiskey sommeliers at the Temple Bar itself. And he has worked there since he arrived in 2003 from Argentina. Are so, they actually considered whiskey sommeliers? Like a, like a whiskey taster like that? Yeah, you can get certified in the States for whiskey sommelier. Which is cool. Um, anyways, I'm going to start calling myself that. Yeah. <laughs> so it comes in this beautiful tin with a lid that doesn't detach, but every side of the tin is decorated amazing. The top has a rose with a Argentina flag and an Irish flag. And yeah, it's, it's very retro looking. Somebody asked, pointed out on my post. They said, if it, if you didn't say it was new to the market, I'd think that you got it from the seventies. But, um, yeah, so it's sourced single malt. And then because of that, Roberto, um, he was able to source some Malbec cast from Bodegas Bianchi or Bianchi in Argentina. And they finished it in that. And honestly, I was, so the reason that this came on, I just say we, we need to, we need to do an episode with like a linguist, (laughs) like (laughs) actually Kincaid actually has to say all of the foreign language words from now on. Oh God. Well, maybe a new segment, Sean pronounces words. (laughs) We're full of great ideas this episode. (laughs) Just segments everywhere. Yeah. So anyways, um, the reason that this even came on my radar as an Irish whiskey lover is I had just finished one of my mini barrel experiments where I used Bushmills 10 and finished it in uh, Malbec from Argentina. Oh, yeah, I still have some of that. You do have some of that. And um, literally as I like posted about it, somebody sent me a link to this. They had just released it. So the cool thing about this is only a thousand bottles were ever produced. Oh, no shit. It was like a year ago that it was released and we just finally got it here in Canada. So... Um, I first saw it online. Somebody said, Hey, what do you know about this? I'm like, that's here. And I immediately got a bottle of it. I've now since cleared out a store in Edmonton <laughs> of all their bottles. Sorry, <laughs> but it is, a, it is still available. Um, and all the bottles are yeah, not, not, I've seen me. it around. Yeah. This is really nice. I haven't even tried it yet, but the nose, the is, nose funky. is insane on this one. It's funky. Sean, didn't you go all the way to Calgary? Uh, I did not go to Calgary. I had somebody in Calgary get it for me before it was available here. And then two days after my buddy that I work with brought it to me, he got released here. And I was like, oh, (laughs) I know. I remember you (laughs) messaging about it it to us. And you're just like, man, I'm getting or I'm picking this up from Calgary. It's super rare. 
I went to ABC Liquor like the next day, and I was like, "There's like three cases on the shelf here. What is? <laughs> what's going on?" Yeah, I jumped the gun a bit on that one, but you, you know who would like this? Um, Josh, know your whiskey would like this for sure. It is Ooh, damn yeah. good. So yeah. one of the bottles I picked up today actually was for Ty, and I believe they are gonna do this on their uh, on their channel, so they'll have a funny review of it, I'm sure. Yeah, the wine. The wine is rich and it, it actually kind of reminds me not that like total profile but it reminds me in the sense that the wine really shines in it like the uh taconic cabernet cask yeah but i would say i would say a little bit less though like just a touch less i mean i'm just saying like i, I feel like it's a little bit more integrated more with spirit. the spirit yeah the yeah. spirit's shining through a little bit more in a good way on this i what, where do you think the spirit's from, Sean? It's got to be one of the big guys, right? I'm going to guess either uh, oh, Cooley. Yeah, Cooley, Cooley or Great Northern, yeah, which Northern. is okay. where Teeling went after Cooley. Yeah, yeah. But um, is, is there is there like a, uh, on the nose, are you getting some of that, like a little bit of mustiness? It's funky, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's got some funk yeah. to it. I like it. So I hadn't actually opened a bottle until yesterday when I was pouring these samples and I snuck a little taste and I was like, what is this? Like, I wasn't expecting it at all. It, so if you, if you know Malbec wine at all, it's very rich, earthy tobacco notes. Like it's why I was drawn to it was the notes that it has like deep, dark berries and stuff, but it, it is very, it's not a drying red wine either. But with this, I find it, you get a bit of tannicness yeah, to it, right? It's yeah, it, it almost has like very fruity spice, if that makes any sense. Like a little yeah. bit of spice, maybe it is the tannins, but I don't know. When I know yeah, it's like it, it's an oak spice, like when I know it, I, I was like, What? Like it looks, it noses how the tin looks. You know what? I was gonna say that's a good point. It noses so, like the tin, looks. the tin's so busy. <laughs> Yeah, in a good way, and for for forty three percent, there's a lot to unpack in this. There is it. It drinks it drinks higher yeah. than forty three percent as far as like um, complexity and and just like volume of flavor in that. It's funny you say that because when I was when I was like I said, I poured the samples, wrote out the labels, put them on there, and then drank it. I'm like forty three. Did I screw mm-hmm. up? Because I thought it was like forty eight. That's beautiful. Hey, one of, I'm gonna I'm gonna. Crack a beer, and I'm gonna. Um, what are we getting to? Uh, malt grinding. <laughs> you said you said you got a malt to grind, right? Yeah, let's grind that malt. Play that music. <laughs> well, I've never been one for meeting new people or doing new things or eating new types of food. I've had the same haircut since 1978, and I've driven the same car since 1991. I've used the same wooden comb for three decades. I have one bowl. I still get my milk delivered by horse. Are you gonna tell a man that he can't fart in his own car? I don't want to seem overdramatic, but I don't really care what happens here. Yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna stay angry. I find that relaxes me. This is my hell. All right, so... Okay, Irish Day, Irish episode. My biggest malt grind that I have is other people and their view of Irish whiskey. It is changing. 
thankfully I'm doing my part. I'm just one small, small part, but I try. Um, when I, you know, I post something and I'll ask a question on my Instagram. Hey, what do you think of uh, Bushmills 21? And, it, you know, the first 10 responses, five of them are, well, I've never had this, but I've had the Red Breast 21 and the Red Breast 21's better. And I'm like, you just said you haven't had the Bushmills. Well, they only re- released it at 43%, so it can't be as good. To me, like, ABV, yeah, to a certain extent it does change it. But if you taste a Bushmills 21 at 43%, it's way heavier. This one that we just tasted does not drink at 43%. And maybe, I mean, a lot of people come from scotch and or bourbon. And I get it that ABV is a big factor in those. But I find with a lot of Irish, the ABV doesn't really... Unless it's a huge change, obviously, but like a f- 43 to 46% isn't a big difference. And to me, like, I I don't know, I fight this fight daily when I post Irish whiskey. You guys know that more than most people. But um, it's just give it a chance. Like, if you don't want to buy a bottle of, you know, $100 Irish whiskey. Yeah, then don't. Sean will buy it. And I'll send you a sample. Like, I'm willing to bottle samples. And, yes, you may have to remind me three or four times to get your samples to you. (laughs) But I will eventually do it. And I have no problem sharing bottles that I have to send it out to people and spread the word. But just try it. And I'm willing to help you try it. But don't judge something because you heard, oh... You know, Bushmills white labels, $28, so no Bushmills can be good. It would be like judging any brand on their entry level. I want to get you a, I'm sure. gonna get you a shirt made, Sean, that's going to say, Irish whiskey, not just for St. Patrick's Day, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> I will wear that every second day. That's of a my great life. shirt. Yeah, that'd be a just. How's that, how's that small room you guys are in? When Sean talks about Irish whiskey around me, I notice he gets a little humid. Yeah, so it's, it's getting hot. It's, it's warm. I'm even warm. It is warm. It's warm in there. Yeah. Yeah. Before before you grinded that malt, which I I mean that was a pretty that was pretty tame. Light, that was a, a light, light malt. Tame yeah. Malt. That I was that was trying was to keep it tame. You're back from work. You're just you're in a good mood. The most exciting thing was probably me cracking a beer. I, that was the most, <laughs> and that's for your beer blog, which will go really well, well with that. And, yeah. and we'll review this later, of course. The beer. But I, oh, perfect. <laughs> but I wanted to say before you even got there, Sean. I was going to say people see Irish whiskey and they they think triple distilled. They think that's the first thing people think is triple distilled. I'm drinking this whiskey and I'm telling you, there's no part about this that makes me think triple distilled. There's nothing about it that makes me think light and easy. This is a really, really nice whiskey. Yeah. As was, you know, the the first one was totally Irish whiskey to a T. Um, but this is this is exactly what you're talking about. This whiskey is proving it. This is not what people think of Irish whiskey. No, absolutely not. Let's get into the last one. This one I know is is it well this one this one's oh, they're all close to your heart sean but Woo, this one this one's pretty close this this one here yeah is um i had a milestone birthday this last um summer and my dad was so kind but to bring a rare bottle of irish whiskey for sean <laughs> 
on my 40th birthday. <laughs> that was, you know, I couldn't be more happy for Sean. That is, that is next level of generosity. You know what? That's, that, that's why people don't like Irish whiskey drinkers. <laughs> They're selfish. <laughs> Did your dad get a friendship post? <laughs> no, but a couple days ago I said that I'm his adopted Irish son. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny. He brought, like, he literally, like, had a bag of stuff with him. And it was like, do you think Sean will like this? Do you think Sean will like this? Do you think Sean will like this? And I was like, am I, like, am I being invisible in front of you or what like what's going on here this the, <laughs> do we need things to, are changing inside do uh, we need to dive deeper into this <laughs> yeah Steve, i'm just Steve's i'm just grinding a mold <laughs> my my dad's been bunkering a lot of stuff over the years so sean if sean's name makes it on the will i quit i quit i'm out of here yeah. so anyways um <laughs> yeah this was the whiskey that he brought to share with me and steve <laughs> and, thanks for uh, including me i really appreciate it, it was it. it was funny though because as soon as i saw your dad he came up he's like remind me later we got a bottle to crack i was like okay oh, I, <laughs> I know it was the party was just starting and he was wondering where you were <laughs> but yeah so this is the dunville's um vrpx 12 year this replaced the 10 year that was the bottle of that i have probably the closest to my heart of all whiskey um, I'm not going to dive into that story right now, but yeah, it has a fa- old family connection as well. Um, the 10 year, I still have one or two bottles bunkered away. That'll probably stay there. But the 12 year was released when the 10 year was discontinued and Ontario got it and it sat and sat and sat in their warehouse, wherever. And it was priced a little higher than most people thought. And of course, People would message me all the time. Hey, I saw it at the LCBO store. It's two hundred and five bucks. Two hundred and five bucks. I was like, ah, with shipping and stuff, that's a little steep to pay for two extra years. When I was buying the ten year for forty five and fifty dollars here, so I just waited and waited and waited. And then, yeah, when I tried it at Steve's birthday, it blew me away. The ten year is really, really, really good. This twelve year just knocks it out of the park. So it's a PX finish. But if you told me this was full PX maturation, I would get that. And that was the same with the 10-year. The 10-year was more of a finish-type taste, whereas this one is way heavier in the PX. I think the 10-year was eight months finished, and this is, I think, two years finished. Absolutely. Like, yeah, it's like that when we did pop it, it, the reaction on everyone's face was i'm pretty sure a couple of them said this is an irish whiskey exactly (laughs) honestly right like it's it's a it's a very good whiskey it's very enjoyable it it checks a lot of the boxes that any of anyone's favorite whiskeys whether it be scotch irish or bourbon or anything like it's it's beautiful beautiful packaging too it's well the yeah the packaging is beautiful journey on this one too beautiful (laughs) journey (laughs) <laughs> everything is be- everything is beautiful from the eyes to the mouth <laughs> right all the way <laughs> yeah um if you want to uh read up on a review of this whiskey Sean Kincaid published one on the Park Whiskey Society website shameless plug that's that's allowed <laughs> that's allowed considering yeah this podcast is literally run by a bunch of people wearing pws and launch loss and translation <laughs> clothing so yeah I, like, I haven't even sipped this yet i'm just still nosing it because it's 
so beautiful. The one thing I noticed is that both mm. the Dunville's bottles, Spirit of Belfast, and then I'm pretty sure the McConnell's says something about that as well. But like I said, mm-hmm. there was so many distilleries in Belfast when yeah. Irish whiskey was the most popular whiskey in the world. So, yeah, it's cool. And being in Belfast and, you know, it's something that talking to people that are from Northern Ireland, they're glad that Irish whiskey is coming back into the forefront in Northern Ireland as well as Ireland itself. So, yeah, this one's amazing. I love it. If if, the, we, sure. if we needed a reason to play a little bit more intro music, can I can I just quickly say that can we play the unicorn music? Unicorn, yeah, I was gonna say unicorn, yeah. unicorn, unicorn, unicorn. <laughs> play the unicorn music. Once upon a time, the world was filled with magical creatures. The noblest among them were the unicorns. Giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Unicorn, giddy up, unicorn, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Unicorn, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up, giddy up. Goodbye, Giddy unicorn. This unicorn is an Irish whiskey <laughs> unicorn. It's an Irish unicorn, and this unicorn was was uh, was was a little unassuming at first. Ooh, unassuming. And Probably then because he was at the bar at ten o'clock in the morning. Because that <laughs> that strikes me when an Irish unicorn would be. <laughs> and then and then the unicorn had a friend. His friend was his friend's name was Sean, and Sean came and whispered in my ear about how beautiful this unicorn was and was Sean and I, riding the unicorn or was the unicorn riding Sean the unicorn rode Sean because Sean carries all <laughs> Irish unicorns on his back he's the, he's the unicorn Sherpa for all Irish <laughs> unicorns yeah. uh off off topic the unicorn is the national animal of Scotland not Ireland but anyways um I'm gonna I'm gonna say that this temple this temple bar 14 just for how unique and cool it is i'm gonna i'm gonna call it a unicorn i'm gonna go buy another one i'm gonna tuck it away um because i'm just i'm i'm really really impressed by these three these last three whiskeys absolutely yeah Yeah. and and to kind of pile on there that this bushmills 10-year cognac is going to be it's not it's not a permanent release so there's going to come a time where people are going to wish they had it um and the same thing for the the dumbbells px it's like the, the ten year was was a unicorn and hard to find and it uh I've seen it on a few bars of, of people like whiskey people we know in the city here. But this twelve year is gonna follow suit and it's it's also gonna be one. Yeah, and speaking to the reps who bring in the Dunvilles, they said that uh this twelve year it's it's a core release, but it's a limited core release. Like they don't release it all the time. And they don't know when we're going to get more into Canada. So they said when they do bring it in, they will bring it to Alberta. But they said, you know, this shipment that came in in the last month or so here, it's limited. And once it's gone, it's gone until they can source more. Gone until it comes back. Yeah, pretty much. I think I think the problem with this, I think the problem with this episode is everyone's going to think that we're just praising Irish whiskey because we're trying to make up make to up. Sean after that last episode. Yeah. But this is this is the issue. Is this is non-biased? I this is just me, us saying how much we love these whiskeys, and we would pile on Sean again if we had to. But today 
we're <laughs> praising we are praising sean's whiskeys we did give sean the opportunity to really cherry pick some good ones here though let's that's let's be honest but i mean they're <laughs> not currently not unicorns they're currently ones that you can find which is the the best part of doing a new release irish episode is well, you can get yeah. all of these still for and sure so that's like, sweet they're just Irish horses walking around with kind of cartilage nubs. <laughs> <laughs> they're not quite you. Juvenile, juvenile Irish. Sp- their horns haven't sprouted Walking yet. around, stumbling around with uh, with cartilage nubs. As they do. As they do. Yeah, as they do in Ireland. That's that's what I hear. So, all right. Well, that that's a, that's that's a pretty uh, that's a party glass moment right there. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll leave it at that, and we'll wrap this puppy up. Thanks for uh, walking us through some new Irish whiskey, Sean. Hey, anytime um, you guys want to talk Irish whiskey. I'm the owner of a few of them. Bring or a couple of them. But, and I'm enjoying them immensely. I think that others will, too. I'm really excited to see what what sort of interesting releases come out from from brands like Temple Bar and Dunville's going forward. Because the, 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 whole, Irish, the whole Irish landscape is growing and, and becoming more relevant in the scene. So... It's uh yeah, it's gonna be fun, and I know that Sean is gonna be our ultimate source of propaganda, so we will not miss a single thing. But see you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye.